Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys in the show but dante was my guy get to dashing because you done on the war feet This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. We're back on a Wednesday night. You guys will be hearing this Thursday morning. But JD, how you doing, buddy? What's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, look, it's hot out here in Kentucky. It's real hot, uh, humid. Uh, went to the pool uh, the other day with my, on Monday. Uh, and Tuesday, so uh, I'm a little cooked. It was warm out there, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the cool water, uh, playing with my, my 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 kids, my children, and my grandson, my little grandson. So, I mean, that's that. That's what summer's for. I, oh, in Virginia too. I mean, I, I think we get similar weather weather in Virginia and Kentucky. Uh, it's been hot, humid, and muggy. I mean, it's kind of like that. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, We'll say though, just do it. You can you go stand outside, do nothing. You're gonna sweat all those toxins out. So it's a, not not bad to to sweat out some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just make sure you're not, you know, depleting all of uh, you know, or your salt, all your the electrolyte, all those things just going out because people are like, oh yeah, man, I, I sweated. Well, shoot, then you losing pounds. You living like water. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, especially like in this type of weather, you know, we we know this, you know, playing football. You know, people know this anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, sometimes when you're out there and you think, well, you know, I'm, I'm thirsty now. Well, when you start drinking and you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. And so, people, listen to me. If you're thirsty during this time, it means you're already dehydrated. So you should already drink. You're prepping ahead to make sure you get enough water and liquid in you. That's right here. I'm telling you. I'm drinking this water, making sure. All right. Oh, and, and like we said, we're going to put some 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 of these things out here. Probably for the Chiefs' concerns, uh, you know, uh, what are we talking about? Again, the, again, the, once we get the website, the merch up, we'll have the, we'll have the merch. Yeah, yeah, the merch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will get have the the Chief Concerns uh, water bottles when we do get the, the website up. So be, yes, be sir. mindful of that. Uh, <laughs> lots of stuff to get into with with the Chiefs this week. I know two weeks ago we you know we had the tease of the Tyree kill. Um, audio where everyone's like oh well you know was he underutilized well what did he mean by that we got we, we got a lot on, on that so we're, we're going to start this week uh i know it's mandatory mini camp this week as well but we'll be discussing that but we're going to start this week with a tyree kill uh podcast um you ready to dive in 
Yeah, yeah. How did <laughs> how did it go? I don't know. How did, how did the podcast go? Um, if you go on Twitter, if, if you go on Twitter, I'm sure I'm sure you saw a lot of people, you know, get pissed off about what Tyreek Hill had said. Um, and then Shan, you know, this week was pretty good. You know, Shan Sharp uh, kind of went in on Tyreek Hill for what he said. Uh, Stephen A. Smith went in for uh, on, on Tyreek Hill for what he said. Um, so we'll get into that right now. So the first concern tonight. Uh, so his it needed to be said. Uh, podcast came out this week, um, or on the tenth, uh, and. He came in with some jabs on our guys, uh, including uh, saying that he thinks Tua is a more accurate quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Right. Who got the strongest arm? Tua or Pat Mahomes? Tua or Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, like I'm, I'm gonna go with one five as the, the strongest arm. But as far as accuracy wise, I'm going with Tua all day. So, which one would you rather have? The deep ball where you got to scramble around the field to try to go find it? Nah. You want that accuracy to hit you right in the bread basket on the run. I want it to hit me right in the bread basket, just like I did in the Buffalo Bills game and take it 70. That was one segment that a lot of people had problems with. Um, okay. You also went on to say Pat is going to struggle without him and that he wanted to get the same treatment as Pat, which is, I, I, I think that part's kind of weird. I, I get the first thing, you know, but the the worst part, the weird part was that not getting the same treatment as Pat. I don't care about notoriety, though. I don't care about none of that, man. I'm from South Georgia, dog. only thing I care about yep. is respect within the building or notoriety outside the building i don't care about none of that man right. because none of that ain't gonna win us games on Good sunday point. you know what i'm saying like patrick kelsey they can have all of that they can have all of that but 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 look this is what i want inside the building i want the head coach to know that on sundays that that defenses fear tyreek hill that that that's what i want head the head coach to know and the head coach do know that though he know that he know that that without the cheat on the field he know that a hey, Pat, you gonna have a long day today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pat, he heck of a quarterback, hell of a quarter, hell of a player. I love him to death, but come on, man. Sometimes I just want people to just be like, "Hey, treat like him." You know so, what I'm saying? That, that was a quarter, another one that people thought was an odd one. And then mm -hmm. lastly, this kind of talks about the whole underutilization that we talked about two weeks ago. Yeah, Tyreek Hill didn't say that, but Tyreek Hill talks to with Agent Drew Rosenhaus. He said, "Drew, tell him about the texts." His text, he's alluding to, he would text uh, Drew Rosenhaus um, about it. earlier on in the season, he started texting him about underutilization. There was a lot of um, times during the year that we felt that Tyreek was underutilized um, and wasn't fully uh, appreciated uh, um, and that there really weren't taken full advantage of, of all visibility and talent, but Tyreek's a trooper. He, he never made a peep about it. He never went to the media. Was extremely professional, right. but uh, Tyreek was a real champion and, and handled it, but it was frustrating. Um, at, at, on many occasions, um, after a number of games, Tyreek and I would, would communicate and, and, uh, it was frustrating that he wasn't given, a chance to do more to help the team um, in their efforts to win games. There's a lot here, and I, I suggest, you know, go to that episode. It's about 52 minutes long. It's a, it's pretty good. Probably about 30 minutes of it is devoted to the whole Chiefs uh, topics. So it's, it's really good stuff. But these are the, the biggest parts of him kind of going at the Chiefs for certain things. Um, so, J.D., what now that we've heard what he had to say about the Chiefs and Patrick and Andy and Travis, what do you have to say about this podcast episode? Hmm. What do I have to say about this podcast? Podcast. This episode on on uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, 
I, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I mean, I don't know what, you know, really what to expect other than, you know, part of it was to reel everybody in to come watch uh, his podcast. And that it, and he, he, he accomplished that he did. So I, 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 watched, I, I did, I watched a little bit of it. I watched a little from those, like those excerpts of him kind of saying those things. Uh, so I'll tell you what, man, uh, to me, it, it, it just really seemed that it, it was unnecessary for Tyreek to say those things. Uh, but you, you could tell that, uh, that, that, uh, there was there, there's some there's some pain behind his words. That's what I took at it. You know, just for the simple fact that he was talking about he wanted to stay with the Chiefs, talk to Andy, and he was like, "Hey, you know, do you want to be here?" He was like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I want to be here." Matter of fact, I don't even need to be the highest paid, you know, wide receiver. I just want to be here with the Chiefs. Uh, and so, you know, it's always and, and I said this before. You know, when you get into a relationship, this is a relationship. Uh, and, and you got to you got to liken it to that, because really, you know, you're spending a lot of your time at the facility. You're getting to know people. You know, this is your family. This I mean, really, this is your family, uh, you know, outside of your, your you know, your your main family, because you, you spend most of your time with them. I mean, you know, you're going out to eat, you know, you jo- you know, you joke with them. I mean, man, you're doing I mean, all day. I mean, it's all day. Every single day. It's like that. And so. uh you know, I, I knew it was going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, feeling sour. That's, that's what it kind of seemed like. Uh, and so, the, you know, the bitterness, I think, kind of entails from just that, not not being signed again, you know, with the Chiefs or, you know, losing out. Or he's maybe feeling like, you know, they didn't fight hard enough for me. Or they, you know, they knew what I can do, but yet, you know, they, they didn't meet my demands as far as, you know, paying me. So that's that's my take on it. That's my take on it. And so, okay, so we'll go, we'll go into kind of, you know, what you were talking about, um, some of the points he made. Uh, the point of him not saying that he's, he was being utilized enough, uh, I think a lot of that is just, you know, ego talking. I mean, he's talking about he's, – he's talking like uh, one of the best wide receivers should talk in the NFL. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know a guy – well, I, I take that back. This is not true. I was going to say, I don't know a guy that's a, a top wide receiver that doesn't talk noise. You know, there was some guys that do it with, with a great amount of grace, um, you know, doesn't really sit down and chirp a lot about what they do. But Tyreek is, look, he's, he's completely uh, confident in his abilities. No doubt about it. Okay. And I, let me just say this here. All right. Because I, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter. I've seen people kind of rant and rave all these different things about Tyreek. Listen. Without a doubt, love him or hate him, and however these things played out, Tyreek Hill came to Kansas City and helped win a Super Bowl. Bar none, without a doubt. And so to think that, you know, we don't go to four uh, AFC championship games and two Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill, to me, is it, it's completely ridiculous. I mean, to, to make that argument, to me, is just sitting there saying, well, shoot, now it sounds like you got sour grapes. I get it. Look, as, as, as fans and the guys who play the game and whatnot, you want a guy to have, you know, a little bit more loyalty, you know, to, you know, the team uh, and what he's doing. I get that part of it. But also, too, what we're not going to do, we ne- we're just not going to do is we're not going to sit here and act like 
this guy was like chopped liver. We, we just not going to do it. We're not going to sit here. And I heard somebody say, well, you know, the Chiefs gave my opportunity. Listen, the Chiefs and Tyreek, it was they been, both benefited mutually. It was a mutual benefit on both both parties, without a doubt. OK, so the thing is, he's cheated for a reason. He's one of the, the, the best, you know, uh, explosive weapons in the NFL right now, and probably probably will be of all time, to be honest with you. I mean, we know his ability to catch the football and almost go hit his head on the goalpost every other time, right? Every chance he got. And I think Tyreek, that's part of like him sitting there saying like, look, you know, I'm one being utilized because I want the ball all the time. That's what, you know, that's what he's saying. He, he wants the ball all the time. It was funny because I heard Keyshawn kind of talk about it. And I started laughing before Keyshawn started talking because I was just like, I want to hear what Keyshawn going to say, <laughs> you know? Michelle. Of all people, have, yeah, all people having egos wanting the football. <laughs> I want to see what what Keyshawn had to say, and so he's like, "Yeah, I get it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you get it. You know, you yeah, y'all know you get it." Uh, <laughs> you know, because he, he just wanted he wanted to be fair, and I and 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 for somebody who's a vital part of the offense, who is that weapon? Who is that? You know, one hit, one hit, and 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 go get it. He's that guy. He wants the ball in his hands. And I don't think he's really knocking anybody else down by saying that. I think he's just what he's doing is he's, he's, you know, showing his ability. Right. I think he's just he's just putting it out there, letting everybody because everybody knows. But he's just like, look, man, you know, I'm Tyreek Hill. If we're in a bind. Get me the football. I don't care what we need to do. I don't need to go on a deep route. Go mm-hmm. on, put me on a shallow cross. Put me on a reverse. Whatever you need to do to get the ball in my hands. For me to get out of this, then so be it. Let me have it. Yeah. And so I know, like a top wide receiver, he's looking at stats all around the league. Okay, he's looking on the other side of the ball. Who else is getting getting catches? Mm-hmm. That's how it works. And so he brought up the Baltimore game where he, he caught three passes, I think, for a certain amount of yards. Yeah. I know he was pissed, right? So look, hey, look, we know teams played, you know that that too high shell. Okay, you know, dropping eight to make sure you stop Tyreek Hill and the passing game with Patrick Mahomes, right? Because that's what we leaned on. That's what we was leaning on, Patrick. You know, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. That's the three, three-headed monster. I mean, it was hard to stop in the league, and so you know, the games bear it out, the numbers bear it out. But a guy that is as as explosive as he is, he just wanted the ball in his hands. That was it. Uh, so what's the other two? And, you know, because I, I, I want to let you kind of talk in between. All right. So I don't want to go. on. Over. You're good. You're good. Um, uh, the other point, um, and I will say, because that was a top, I mean, not that he was underutilized, but I think he could have been utilized more. And I, and I think and we we, we had remember we had that uh, that topic on the show um, after we lost the Bengals game. with like, could we use it more in the backfield, like more like Debo? And yeah. I think and the, the re- report so far that McDaniels being the OC from San Francisco, they want to use him more like Debo in that kind of that role. And you can kind of tell Tyrese kind of like bulked up this offseason. So maybe they are going to use him in that role, which I'm excited. I'm excited to see him in that role. If, if they, if they do use him like Debo. Um, well, look, and I think that's a great point. I think, you know, it's, it's almost saying the same thing because people are saying, well, look, he's not to be, he's not going to be as successful as he was in Kansas city. He's still Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Okay. You get the ball in his hand. He's still going to go hit his head on the goalpost. I don't care. Where you put him? I don't care if he's in. I don't know who's the worst team, the Jets or Jacksonville. I don't. I don't care where you put him. Yeah. He's still going to be explosive on the football field. So he just has that ability. 
you know, and we can't forget the amount of people he just he can make miss. I mean, we're talking about like, like I said, like a five yard, you know, shallow cross and then taking it to the house. Peace signs up the people. Come on, man. Let's just be honest here. OK, he, he's he, he's he's a weapon. One of the so like you, yeah. And so just like Debo, can Debo go other places and, and do what he, he, he did in San Fran? Okay. Possibly. Right. Because of his makeup. Now, we don't know if they're utilizing like that, but like you said, uh, McDaniels, he's without a doubt. Look, they got Waddle and they got McDaniels, yo, and, and Tyree. It's going to look, them guys going to be explosive down there. And get, get second, the, the tight end, they, they got some guys now. They do. They got some guys down there. So they're going to they're gonna be, you know, a, a, a pretty good offense. And, I, and look, and I'm not taking anything away from Tua. And I, I want to be fair to him also. I think Tua is a good quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay, let's just let's just be honest about that too. He's not Patrick Mahomes, all right. But Tua, he's the guy that won the championship. Okay, in in college, we we know his ability, what he can do. Uh, you know, scrambling and throwing the football. It, you know, it's going to take him a couple of years to to you know to to really get acclimated into the NFL, right? I I think Tua's going to be a, a decent quarterback. I think he will. But we look, but to say that he's more accurate than uh, than Patrick. Hey man, yo, you, you've only had it for a few weeks. I get it, right? Part of your job, okay. Part of your job as a player when you go to a new team is you the guy that's throwing the football to you supposed to be his greatest his sliced bread. He's supposed to be. If you're not talking about him, hey man, this guy right here is he's he's throwing darts to me. I mean, everything's on the money. You know, I don't have to do this, I don't have to do that. But don't slander your other team. Don't don't do that. You don't have to do that. that you don't have to go into that part of, of, of trying to make your point. Okay. You can say, look, Tua's a absolutely wonderful quarterback. Patrick's Patrick, Tua's Tua. Okay. I don't have to compare them to Patrick, without a doubt, is one of the top quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't think nobody's going to argue that. I don't think somebody's going to be like, boo, Tua is. Oh, like you don't have to do that. Yeah. We, we watched him. So, we know he's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna have some bumps and bruises. It's gonna be easier because he got you down there, Tyree. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be easier because he got Wilder down there with him. I get that, but to say he's more accurate than Patrick, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll wait and see until after the you know the the couple of years you play with him. Okay, yeah. how these things go. And if you're just handing them off, well, then he's going to be very accurate, right? Exactly. <laughs> he's in and off to you. He's really he's going to be hundred percent really. Yeah. So. You know, short passes. I could throw a short pass. Look, I throw a dart five yards at ten. Tight end double pass. Huh? Oh yeah. Tight end oh yeah. Pass. <laughs> you know, so all those things will come up. Mm. Uh, but I, I just want to say that I, I just want to kind of put it out there that you know we need to be fair to, to each other. Tyreek really didn't have to go that far, but I, I I don't like fans going in and saying like, oh, you know, he's not doing this, and now he's. T- Look, man, Tyreek was one of the most explosive players to play in the NFL and for the Chiefs, yeah. and that that's not going to go away. That's that that right there. I don't think it's going to be blemished for him sitting there saying like, "I just wanted the football to make the Chiefs win." Yeah. That's how I took it. That's how I took it. When guys have egos that play these positions, I don't care if you're wide receiver, defensive tackle, defensive end, safety, kicker, punter, or you're the water boy. You're going to be the best water boy when you're out there. You know, you're going to let them know. Look, I got the new Gatorade. I'm the one bringing out the cold drinks. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm that guy. So, yeah. so and be it. 
and 10, 15 years, 15 to 20 years time, he'll be in the Chiefs ring of honor at some point. So come on. Yeah. This is, this is all just pretty much noise, but I will say, um, yeah, you made the point about Tua, you know, he hasn't even played in a game with Tua yet. He's already, you know, you know, he's already buttering him up. You know, he wants those targets, you know, he wants the ball. Right. He, he's going to butter him up. That's um, right. But did you, did you kind of see this kind of like, um, cause you know, it was not only the accuracy comment. He also said the comment about, you know, it's going to be rough without Tyreek Hill there. I mean, I forgot what the exact quote was, but you know, essentially, he essentially said it's going to be rough for, it's going to be a long day for Patrick without me there. Um, talking about how, you know, he'll, you know, Patrick's going to struggle without him. And then he also had that comment about, um, where's the exact, uh, you know, Hey Pat, you're going to have a long day. Um, or no, sometimes I just want people, I just want people to be like, treat me like him. And he was talking about yeah. Pat there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it seems like it's kind of like a sour grapes towards Patrick. I mean, he, he dogs his accuracy and then he talks about hey, Patrick's going to struggle without him. And then he also said he, he wanted to be treated like Patrick. It's like everyone knows in every sport, you know, you're, you're a receiver, you're a tight end. You're always going to be treated differently than the quarterback. Quarterbacks are always going to be treated differently. No matter how good the quarterback is, naturally the quarterback gets preferential treatment, right? I mean, that's that, that's just how it is, right? It, it, I'm not, yeah, without a doubt. It definitely is. I just think that that statement there right there, he just felt like he wasn't, I don't think, appreciated as much because he's not the face of the franchise. He's he's not on the billboards everywhere. He's not doing the, the, uh, the national commercials. You know, he, he's not that face. Of, of the Chiefs. And sometimes when a guy's like, man, I'm the star. Dude, I'm the one helping make Patrick, right? That's part of that ego coming in. It's the voices that's talking to you. Uh, and so that's part of like that kind of gnawing at him. Like, hey, man, look, Patrick does something wrong. Nobody gets on Patrick. You don't really hear about all the grumblings about how bad Patrick is. You know, it's like, you know, he's he's the perfect guy, you know, because he kind of, you know, threw some like, oh, you know, the, the Wonder Boy gets here and it's all, you know, he, he's the, the does this. And, you know, so that's I think it was part of that, like thinking that, you know, maybe I'm the third wheel in this whole deal, yeah. because first off, they're talking about Patrick. Second, they talk about Travis and I'm the third guy. And he probably believes he's the number one guy. He's he should be. I'm the number one wide receiver. I'm I'm the cheater. At me, I'm the cheetah, right? And so I think that's what that was. Uh, and it's like, I, I don't think it was a slight toward Patrick. I think it was just to him and saying like, man, dang on. Like, can I get some of that love too? Yeah. You know, hey man, look, if something goes wrong and you 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 to blame, you got to take the blame. You, you got to take it. And I think maybe he thought like Patrick was kind of, you know, the Teflon kid. Because, you know, regardless of what happened, nobody really criticized Patrick as much. So uh, if, if, you know, if a quarterback getting the limelight's bothering him, then he's going to a perfect situation because two, I mean, two is more of like an underdog right now. Whereas if he does do well, it's like, Oh wow. Okay. Two, two is all right. But like, you know, going to a situation where quarterbacks definitely beneath him. As oh yeah. Level. I think he, oh. I think he, I think he likes the situation. It sounds like. Oh man. He, I mean, he, he's going to be the big dog down in Miami. Yeah. He's going to get all the love right now, man. And, and, and the Dolphins, they, they opened his arm, welcomed him in open arms. Yeah. And, and they should. They should. So, like I said, man, I'm just not going to, you know, sit there and, and, and you know, the guy, he, he, he he's supposed to say all the things with, his, with the team he's going to about the quarterback who's supposed to be talking about. He's supposed to be talking about how great his, his ability is and be confident in that. And I think 
he's saying it in words that we don't quite like him saying it in. Right. But that's that's how he feels. And he says it that way. So but, but all you know, also too, he was like, Man, I don't like the limelight. Look, look let Patrick have it. let you know uh uh Travis have it. Yeah. But in the same sense, there's a little ego right there back, like, hey man, you like you deserve a little bit of that at at, at honey too don't you mm. yeah maybe maybe not getting the love yeah so but but also too man we, we we always talk about it's the same thing the voices that you hear right and so on his on his podcast obviously it's his lawyer and of course is drew drew's going to be look drew all he's worried about is contracts okay mm. he's worried about tyreek how much he's going to get paid because he's going to get paid off of it yeah. and so drew was like yeah we felt like he wasn't being utilized okay you, you know, every time, you know, you come off, if your agent in, in sitting there saying you should have been a game more or you should have more catches or more uh, uh, runs or more touches. Yeah. You need to get rid of that guy. You know, he's like, ah, no, they did you. Okay. They died. What? You know, he's <laughs> supposed you look, you work for me. So whatever I feel, you supposed to feel the same way. Yep. So if I'm feeling down, you should be like, ah, oh, yeah, down, oh, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> if I'm angry, you're supposed to be upset like, yeah, 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 true, right? Yeah. He's supposed to be in your corner, and that's Drew. He's, that's, it's his cut man. He's it's his corner man. That's what he's doing, right? It's his hype man, yeah. Yeah, he's got to be there. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess for me, and I guess I, I can speak for a lot of Chief fans here, the ones who were kind of pissed off, you know, and I'm not going to say, oh, we, we would have we would have done what we did, the success we've had the last four years without him. It's ridiculous. But I will say, I think there we've had in, in the history in the NFL, we've had a lot of like big time receivers lead their teams. And they don't really go on these kind of like, you know, lambastings of their, their last quarterback, their other teams and stuff. They don't really do that in a, in a public manner like this. I mean, I know his podcast is all about it needed to be said. He wants to say yeah. these things, but like there's a classy way to do things. I don't know. I don't think this was the, uh, the classiest way to kind of leave a team and, and, and to do this. Cause now it's just like, all right, you, you made enemies about uh, with a lot of the fan base who adored you and will be wearing your jerseys, you know, uh, for, for, for forever, really, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I just thought that was um, uh, ill-conceived for him to do that and come in and say it that way. Mm-hmm. I just do. Like I said, there's no reason for him to go in and slander anybody, which I don't think it was really that much of a slander, but him just sitting there saying like, hey, I didn't get as much touches or I'm not getting as much love and stuff. You know, I, I think uh, he should have probably thought that through. Yeah. You know, but hey, man, that's his platform. And, and, and look, this 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 day and age is what it's all about. So if, if it's not on social media and you blowing and tooting your own horn and or your fans are doing it for you, yeah. then you ain't really doing nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, I agree. No, I 100 percent And I, I will say as far as you know, we talk about legacy, you know, and and no matter what happens with he, he can go to Miami and you know do nothing, right? That, that, you know, have not not have the best seasons that, they, that he's had like like Bruce in Kansas City. Right. Say, no matter what he does in Miami, he'll always have what he's, I think, second in, in most of our receiving categories. Um, had a Super Bowl ring. I mean, no matter what, his legacy, it can't say cemented. So it's like, don't, don't, don't throw the dirt in, in the eyes of the fans who are always going to love you. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Go to Miami and it, it, may, it may turn out to be nothing. You don't win any Super Bowls there. You don't really do much there. At the end of the day, you're always going to go back to what you did in Kansas City, and that those are, those are fans are going to co- co- you know continue to love the cheetah. You know what I mean? So that's the one thing I kind of run me off the wrong way. You know, I, I think you know part of the problem is because you know as fans, uh, you know, and, and the players, 
uh, we get emotionally invested into to everything. And so uh, sometimes people feel, hey, this guy right here, because, you know, I'm just going off on this, too. You know, people talking about and have their opinions about, you know, Orlando Brown Jr. and his contract and him getting paid and, you know, how this is going to work. And this guy, he's going to be the good and whatnot. Look, it's, these are all opinions. OK. And, and so when somebody is emotionally invested into these things and you feel like somebody is taking a dump on you or saying something like that, then human nature is to come back. Right. But let's let's not be, you know, outlandish in what I would, you know, what, <laughs> yeah. you know, what we think these things are. Right. It's like, OK, just take a step back. Just, hey, man, let him go. Hey, you know what? Have a good time to Tyreek down there. Have a good time in Miami. Okay. Yeah. No will. Yep. And, and for me, I, I think a lot of Chief fans, I, that's the only episode I think people, will, uh, Chief fans will be listening to because unless <laughs> yeah. he has Patrick Mahomes in the episode, I don't think anyone's going to be wanting to listen to that uh, to podcast. Um, yeah. Last thing somebody, I'll say is, what, what you're gonna say? I was going to say, somebody might sneak in every once in a while and see what he, peek in. Man, yeah. what, you know, it's like, it's almost like the train wreck. What, what, what's this, what do you got to say this week? Yeah, you know? exactly. What else is coming out? Right. So, uh, um, but you know, talk about Patrick Mahomes, you know, without Tyreek Hill and the five games without Tyreek Hill, uh, Patrick Mahomes has a quarterback rating of 103.1. Uh, he has 1737 yards passing, eight touchdowns to one interception in the five games without uh, Tyreek Hill. So, Patrick, look, it's all Patrick and the Chiefs are gonna be fine. They, they, they are, they look, they will make it, they yeah. will make it. So, Sometimes you that's that 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 like I said, the ego, you hope they don't do well. Yeah. Because then they like, man, we missed Tyreek or we should have talked. Because then I, they talk about you. I keep going back to relationships. If you break up with somebody and you see them with somebody new, you hoping that person's thinking in their head, I made a wrong decision, get with this new person, right? But they don't do the same thing that JD did, or they don't do the well, you know, I'm I'm you know, I'm phenomenal what I do, but I'm just saying, you know, so right. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, man. So hey, I don't know. And we saw probably one of the biggest breakups in NFL history with Brady and the, and the Patriots. And there wasn't and there and there wasn't any like there wasn't anything like this. And Tom Brady's a very public guy. He's got you know, he's he's very out there. Nothing. There, there was nothing there. He actually denied her allegations of him and Belichick having bad blood. I mean, maybe maybe there is bad blood between the two, but there was they, they, they both denied that. He he held back from saying what he wanted to say. I mm -hmm. think in, in the way that he did it, I think it was a little bit uh, more. Uh, 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 a lot better than how Tyreek said it, mm -hmm. you know, and so Tom just kind of like, hey, man, I'm going to leave it out. I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. I'm gonna let my my career talk about it. I'm gonna let that go from where it is. I'm not. I'm. You don't entertain these things. And sometimes, all like I said, all the salacious stuff. You don't entertain. Yeah. But some guys fall for it, man. The fans fall for it. We all fall for it. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. And, and Tyree could have started that podcast, and he would have had a ton of Dolphins fans, a ton of Chief fans tuning into that. Now he's really segmented himself, where you're gonna have a, a one one fan base that will not be tuning in because of the episode. You know, he could have had a bigger demographic, but now it's he just has the Miami demographic right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look, look, it's pretty, there's fans that still love him, yeah. right? That I look, I ain't mad at the guy. Yeah. Okay, you had to go do what you had to do. Chiefs had to do what they had to do. It's all business, man. That's how it works in the NFL. So, got five, got five picks for him. So you know, we got five picks, man. They look, the, the Chiefs are going, <laughs> the Chiefs are going to be fine. Okay, Tyreek, we'll see you in Miami, buddy. Okay, yep. have a good one. <laughs> um. All right, so 
then I know a lot of Chief fans are kind of done with the Tyreek Hill stuff, but that's it. That's the last Tyreek Hill, probably the last Tyreek Hill segment on this show. Oh, unless, no, no, no. Hey, hey look, we, hey, I like we'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> um, but okay, so big news. So last week, uh, the next topic we talked about Kareem Hunt, the old Kareem Hunt saga. He might, you know, be cut, he might be traded. Um, we were talking about the running back room, how that'd be a nice addition. That didn't happen. I mean, Kareem Hunt's still in the Browns is right now, but we ended up going to get another former chief to bring back onto the team. We brought back Jarek McKinnon, who tore it up at the end of last season. Um, I mean, he dominated the playoffs. I mean, he was, he was, he was awesome. He gave a new life to our kind of our, 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 our running game. Um, and some could say if we used him more in the AFC Championship game, maybe we might have been in the uh, Super Bowl, but I'm not, gonna, not really going to go into that. Um, but, J.D., what were your thoughts on bringing back Jarek McKinnon on that one-year deal, um, and what is what do you make of this and, and the entirety of the current running back room that we have in Kansas City? Uh, honestly, uh, I was wondering what we was waiting on. I mean, for real. I mean, he, he was a guy, without a doubt, that I thought we should have kept in the room. Uh, so I don't know if it was something like, hey, you know, go ahead and, and make your way, see if somebody else could sign you. And, you know, if you if you can, then much success. Right. You know, Because part of it was uh, trying to recoup his his, you know, his career. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to get back to say he was healthy. You know, he's back in, you know, whatever form he's in to still play. He's, you know, still effective. And he showed that he showed that in the, in, in the playoffs and the times he got into the game. He made the most out of each and every opportunity he was out there. Uh, to me, my estimation uh, from from actually like really looking at him, I thought he was the best uh, pass blocking running back out there, without a doubt. I mean, he knew he knew where everybody was coming from, that, and that's the veteran presence in him. That's him knowing uh, what you know what his, his his capability is and what he had to do. That's his assignment, and so he did that really well. Uh, so that's what I was thinking of, man. Why wouldn't we bring McKinnon back? So I was a big fan of him. I was. I was a huge fan of McKinnon. Uh, I thought he should have got more touches, to be honest with you. You know, in the playoff game when we started, you know, bringing the CEH, which, you know, he's a guy that was coming back and we hoped, you know, he was going to be able to come back to form after the injury. Uh, but McKinnon was hot. He was absolutely hot. And so, man, he had a hot hand, man. Uh, like I said, doing the whole playoffs. Like I said, man, he, t- he took advantage of every opportunity. So to me, this just makes sense, right? Kareem Hunt, yeah, it didn't happen. Jeremy McKinnon, hey, man, shoot. Welcome home, baby. Welcome home. And so I think right now in that room, what that's going to do is uh, you have uh, CEH, you have Rojo, you have McKinnon, uh, you still have Gore. Uh, Bachenko, and who else you got? You got the uh, the uh, undrafted running back from Ole Miss, uh, Jerry on Ely. Ely, Ely, yeah. So I mean, the room. I mean, honestly, Jeremy McKinnon there it just got better. That's what that's what I feel like. It just got better. So uh, he he's your Swiss Army knife. He can do it all. He can, man. He can do it all. He really can. And so I've always been a fan, man, with him ever since he was up in Minnesota. Uh, Try to get him on my fantasy a couple of different times, and he got. Out. I was like, "Bad guy," and you know, hopefully, it come back. But man, he looks like he's a, a very jubilant guy, uh, high energy. Uh, when I was at the game, man, he was the one that was talking to everybody, rallying everybody up. You know, dancing, going to each and every player. A guy like that, man, is just fun to be. You know, to have as your teammate. And so, 
I think this is absolutely bodes well for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I said, I think we just got better in the backfield. I really do. So that would be so that we we named what six guys we named. So uh, Rojo, yes. Ceh, Mc, uh, mm-hmm. McKinnon, um, Gore, or P- uh, Pacheco, and then oh, sorry, Ely. So it's Ely. Yeah. How realistically, how many are we carrying, and what what guys do you think are going to be on the chopping block? I mean, obviously, we need to go through pre- tra- training camp preseason, but right now, real. I mean, w- w- where would you kind of uh, lean on on the how many uh, which ones we would keep? I mean, you. I mean, you got to go in with three every game. I mean, that's just you know a standard mm-hmm. that you have to do. So then you'll probably have maybe uh, one guy that's that's who's going to be at least so four for without a doubt on the roster. Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to have another guy probably on practice squad. I don't think you, you carry two, but you may. I don't know. Depends on how you feel like you're going to get at them uh, special teams wise, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's what it, it boils down to. So uh, I think probably it, it, my estimation when I'm looking at, I think uh, Pacheco because of what he can do, you know, his speed, you know, like I've seen, I've seen videos of him like catching uh, uh, punts and uh, maybe, uh, you know, kickoffs and stuff like that. He's, he's a guy who's fast. He's big. He's going to play a lot of special teams. Uh, I think Ely's a lot smaller guy. So, I don't know. I, and I, I went for sure. I'm sure Gore made he I don't know if he played special teams or not last year. Uh, I didn't really, you didn't see him do anything as far as that. I'm sure he, he was on there for a little bit. Uh, but that's what it's going to boil down. That's what it's going to boil down to. Can you play special teams? And that guy that's a fourth running back, you are going to play special teams. Ain't no doubt about it. Right? You ain't sitting over here uh, getting a free ride. Just sitting over here. If you're going to do it, we're going to get you a ticket. And if that's going to get you a ticket, then we're going to put you in street clothes. The street clothes, then we're gonna put you on practice squad. So uh, but right now with CH, uh Rojo McKinnon, man, I like that. I like that rotation. I do. I like that a whole lot. I think it keeps us strong. Uh, and then whoever the fourth guy is, I think, you know, Gore, who knows the offense, he's gonna be all right. Or is it gonna be, you know, uh, uh Pacheco, right? Of learning this young, fast, uh, twitchy guy. You know, I kind of watched a little bit of his film, like in college, what he was doing. Uh, so uh, my brother actually uh, lived in in Violet, so he was like, "Man, I watched him in high school." So he's 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 got some talent. He's got yeah. some talent. He looked like he's a pretty strong, pretty strong uh, kid. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man, that's yeah. what we're looking at. He's a fast kid. He reminds me of uh, that running back we had in uh, Kansas City a few years back, Nile Davis. One cut and go, and he's kind of a, he's he's a pretty, pretty stout kid too. Yeah, sure. That's all you get. Look, that's all you get in the NFL anyway. Shoot one yeah. cut. Yeah. That's that's all. You know, you better. Which is perfect for if, if he is going to play special teams. That's perfect for a kick returner right there. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Get me to thirty-five or forty. I'm set. That's what I want. <laughs> right, because it, I mean, it boils down to okay. So, all right, you're talking about receiver wise. You know, who's all going to be in the room? Do you want that wide receiver going out there doing special teams? Unless he's just a gunner uh, or he's going to be a kick returner. Uh, I'm just looking on the roster right now of, of the guys that we got wide receiver-wise. Uh, there's going to be some guys that are not going to play special teams at wide receiver. Yeah. Let's just be honest. You know, I, I don't know if you put McCole back there. You might maybe if you need a, need a play. I think that's the only way you'd be like, okay, you know, McCole, go back that in. Sort of like they did Tyreek Hill, yeah. right? Tyreek, hey, we need to play. 
Go ahead. Go back there. You know, yeah. field this punt. Uh, but Corey Coleman, that, that, that could be his way of getting on the team. I mean, his last year in New York, he averaged about uh, 29.7 yards uh, per kick return that he okay. had. So, I mean, he's a good, I mean, he's a good kick, uh, specialist. So he could definitely, um, he could yeah. make the team doing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. But uh, as far as the McKinnon uh, signing, uh, going back to his playoff run, um, we talked about how he didn't get enough touches in that AFC Championship game. Uh, he had 12 carries for 65 yards, averaged five and, five and a half yards per carry in that, in that game. Okay. Um, Buffalo, he had about, looking at the stats, 10 carries, 24 yards, kind of a rough game, but he had, uh, he had five catches, 54 yards in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the first uh, round, uh, 12 carries, 61 yards against the Steelers, and eight catches for eight, or six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. And that, so I mean, he really did it all for us in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's productive. It's productive. That's what you are. That's what you're looking for. And yeah. so, we, you know, we ain't going against somebody who's not. This is playoff, you know, this is playoff time. Yeah. So, Pittsburgh, you're talking about the Bills. Yeah, man. McKinnon, I mean, shoot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, look, he's, he's a great signer. Like I said before, man, to me, he's a Swiss Army knife. Plays high level with a lot of energy. I like him. I always have. Yeah. His whole thing was it was Eric Talent. It was just staying healthy. And, you know, last year he kind of – he didn't play for most of the season because he, he, was, he was kind of like injured. And then we brought He'll him out. He'll get back into it. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we brought him out at the end of the season against the um, – Against the, the the Bengals, his first game back, and then uh, Denver. So I mean, like you know, if as long as he can stay healthy, I mean, he's a solid guy. One year deal, so obviously we don't have much invested in him. But hey, if he can do what he did last year and that and, and that and that playoff stretch, do it all season long. I mean, yeah, that's just another element to the offense with Ceh and with uh, Ronald Jones that Ronald Jones brings to our offense now. So I mean, it'll be it's gonna be the right back rooms. You know, it's like not a lot of big names, but those are guys who are talented guys who, you know, have, do, have done something. And CEH oh, yeah. still making his way, but Rojo and McKinnon have, you know, have shown flashes of being great in the NFL. Solid guys, man. Solid guys. No doubt about it. I think, you know, those guys are, are rotation any. I don't care what team you go to. They're in rotation. So, no, nah, that, that was that was a great signing by the Chiefs, man. Yeah. Great signing coming back. So, yeah. uh, we'll see. We're happy for him. Yeah. I'm surprised his playoff run didn't really didn't earn him like, like a bigger paycheck for somebody else, like a three year deal or something. I mean, I don't know. You know, you know, people are just put off on injuries, right? If you if you have a history of them, and you know they didn't get to see you the past year, they're like, okay, why did the Chiefs not resign you? Right? That's the question. Well, okay, we want to take this. Yeah. So the Chiefs like, nah, look, man, hey, we got you, yeah. we got you. No, it's a, another piece and another guy to bring in for uh, the training camp to see who can compete for it. So I, and it's going to be, we, we have, we have a lot. It's like we talk about we, we have six running backs, a million receivers. So it's going to be interesting to, to see who, who fights it out and, uh, and, and makes the, the rosters that, that I can't, I can't wait for the, uh, the, well, the roster cuts, you know, guys livelihoods, but I can't wait to see what the 53 man looks like. Cause there's a lot of talent. On this right. Team. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh man. I, look, I'm going to say this. I, I don't think people realize how tough it is to make an NFL roster. I mean, I mean, seriously, I know we, we say people's names and, hey, you know, this guy, and, you know, he's going to be great for us. And I, shoot, this sucker is fighting for his life out there, literally for his career. And so you're getting evaluated day in and day out. I mean, I've seen first rounders being cut, you know, after the first and second year. I mean, I'm, it, it really has, you know, second or third, like it, it is tough. It, and it's all about consistency. It's all about you showing up every single day to perform at your best ability and them 
you know, believing in you that you're going to be able to do it on the field consistently. It's one thing when you do it in a practice, that's one thing, right? But it's different when you're going against somebody, you know, who's all pro, right? Who are you going to be against Aaron Donald? Yeah. Right. Von Miller. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent right. And um, I think, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, the, the Twitter GMs, as they call them, they, you know, they, they, they think, you know, they think they know it all. Um, it's like you talk about Justin Ross, for example, just, just a quick one. You know, everyone thinks he's going to make the team automatically, you know, just because of what he did a couple years back, you know, he's been injured. He's had some highlight reel type catches and, you know, the OTAs and, um, and stuff, but you know, he, he's mysteriously, he hasn't, he hasn't been out there for the mandatory mini camp. You and I said, there was a chance that he could just, you know, kind of be stashed away on the practice squad. I mean, yeah. we don't know what's going on with his injuries. I mean, but right, if he right. has an injury, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But you know, we haven't seen him in two two days so far. Mandatory minicamp. We haven't seen him yet. So like, we we never know. We we, we we really just never know. Hey man, look what you did a few years ago doesn't matter. What have you done for me lately? That's how the NFL works. And yeah. so we can look at your highlights. I, I get. And if you're working hard, if you're out there and you're you're showing up, uh, and they can see your progress. Absolutely. But we look. <laughs> we got two examples on the team, on the squad, right? Of Josh Gordon and, and, and uh, Corey Coleman, yep. okay? First-round picks. And everything didn't work out the way that they wanted it to, mm-hmm. right? And so when we're sitting over here, we're looking at it, there's a lot of guys who was tops at their team and, you know, in their conference and whatnot in college. Hey, man, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it means a little bit, but I'm talking about when you get into the NFL, are you consistent on that, you know? How does he work? Is he is he a hard worker? Is he getting the offense? You know, like I said, man, nobody's hey, NFL's never had a problem of getting guys and talent in, into the league. Yeah. Never. So ain't like you need this guy. There's no there's a hundred other guys like this with your talent trying to get in. Believe me. Believe me. Yeah, and I'll never forget as a kid watching the hard knocks uh, the season you were on it was mm-hmm. when we caught Rod Gardner. It was like Rod Gardner should make this team, but like the slightest little thing, these NFL teams are like, nah, you got, you got, you got to go. It's like even if he was the number two or number three best receiver we had on that team, yeah, the slightest thing, the NFL teams will just was kick you off. It's like wow, it's like really, it, it just come, it, it can just happen. It's a business, man. I, I thought Rod should have made a team too. I'm yeah. just gonna put that out there, but that you know, hey, I don't make the decision. <laughs> yeah. So. I I agree with you. Now living in the DC area, I saw Rod Rod Gardner dominate with the uh, with the skins or with the uh, the Washington Commanders. Now, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean it, it'll be interesting. So I, I can't wait for the fifty three man stuff to happen. Um, okay, so next topic. This is the interesting one. So first round pick George Karloftis, the Greek freak, George the Animal Steel, whatever we want to call him. Um, he said this week that since the pre draft process, he's he's lost about. 10 to 15 pounds. Now he came into the draft at about 266. Um, so that makes you believe that he's about 250 to 255, maybe. Um, so and a lot of people actually thought going into that that you know, going into training camp and stuff, he was gonna be a tweener DND tackle type. But like if you're yeah. dropping 10 to 15 pounds, it sounds like he's kind of specializing in this pass rush niche or what whatnot. But um, yeah, so he said uh, he claims he has worked a lot on his strength, mobility, and speed trying to transition to becoming a professional. Um, and then with that, he's lost 10 to 15 pounds. So I have to ask you, when you hear that he's lost 10 to 15 pounds from a 266 that he was at the combine, what does that mean to you? And what does that mean to you about a specific pass rush kind of specialist plan they have for him? Uh, you know, kind of thinking through this, 
uh, 10 or 15 pounds. You said he came in by, we said 266? 266 was, was what he weighed in at the combine. At the combine. Okay, so it's probably telling me, at, after thinking about it, he probably gained a little weight after the combine. He probably tried to slim down at the combine so he can get, you know, obviously his, his measurables up, speed and all of that uh, to look slimmer, to look faster. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure they probably went into it. So he probably gained another five. He's probably around about 270, something like that. So losing 10 to 260. I'm so I'm sure he's probably about 260, 262, somewhere around there. You know, maybe 268. So when he says 15, that's where combine was a, a while ago, right? To now, okay, he probably gained some weight. He got out there, started eating some barbecue and, you know, enjoying a lot of good, good food, I'm sure. Uh, people cooking for him, cakes and all that from the celebration of being drafted. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, he, that's a professional way of doing things, right? Slimming down, seeing what you could, what, and the best thing to do is do it right now so you can see how your body actually uh, performs, okay? How does, how does it work with losing that type of weight? Are you going to be able to retain your strength? Because that's really one of the things, like when you lose weight, is are you going to be able to keep the strength that you, you know, that you had before? Because sometimes people lose weight, they lose strength and, you know, muscle and all that. But if he's slimming down and he's just tightening everything up, uh, which I, I'm sure now, sure, he's probably got one of the top trainers. If he, if he doesn't, he, he needs to. Mm-hmm. And somebody getting him on a diet and all those good things, you know. And, and so uh, I, I think that may be what he's doing, getting rid of some of that college baby fat or that college fat, if you will. From eating all the pizzas and all those other things that all you that beer. Yeah, yeah. You know, so thank you, man. Yeah, you change your change your lifestyle up, change your body up. And so uh I, I think uh to me, I mean that's good. Like I said, as long as he's not losing any any strength, he's not getting tossed around. If he's still around 255 to 260, hey, that's good. I think that's that's good for him. Yeah. Uh I think it, that's gonna be where he's gonna be able to be slimmer, he's gonna be a little bit faster, a little bit quicker. Uh, so like I said before, it's, he, he's doing that, then cool. You know, if he's able to be effective, it's all that matters. Shoot. It's all that matters. Um, I mean, so you think that, um, and you obviously went through this process, but like for the time he gets drafted, do you think this is kind of corresponding to a plan that maybe the team has for him? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so the D-line coach who's, who's been around for a long time, uh, I'm sure has been in his ear like, hey, look, you know, if you if you do this, you do that, you know, no telling how good you're going to be, you know, will be. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, they might have said some things to him about what they what their plans for him would be for this this season. Right. And so him being able to do that, and like you said, correlate with what their plans are. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's probably uh, the, the bigger scheme of things, possibly. And if if not. He probably taking up on himself, like, well, shoot, let me go ahead and lose about five or 10 pounds. And so when you have a nutritionist, nutritionist will tell you, like, listen, you know what? If you slim down, but if you lose too much of this, you might lose muscle mass. And all. so I'm sure he's listening to, you know, the dietitian, nutritionist, all of that. He's taking all that into account. You know, you just don't on your own be like, well, I'm just going to lose weight. I'm just going to lose 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah. And you come in and Andy Reeves looking at you like, hold on, who, who are you? <laughs> it's not what we drafted. Me and draft that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure somebody had to sign off on what he said he was going to do with his plans. Like, hey, look, you know, 
What do you think? And like I said, it's, it's, it's best to do it now during the off season, you know, like I said, o- OTAs and, you know, the mini camps before you get to training camp, because, you know, when you get to training camp, you're just doing a lot of work. Well, shoot, not not like we used to. I'm that way. Clear <laughs> 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 man out there now, baby. Shoot. But they they're gonna be working out there in the sun. They're gonna be losing a lot of weight. You know, uh-huh. it's gonna be hard to keep that weight on them. Uh, it's good to kind of see where he's at right now with it. So, yeah. and do you think for the, for the fans that thought that he was gonna be a tweener DTDN, do you think this kind of cements the fact that he's gonna be our an edge guy with this kind of ten to fifteen pound talk, or do you think there's still a chance he could play a little bit of inside? I think he'll do a little bit of both. I, I think he could. Why not? Why not? Why not see? You know. So if he if he's a guy that may be able to, I don't know, maybe give, oh, maybe Chris a break. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you don't know. But he's he's going to be more of the edge guy. We know that outside defensive end, stand up guy. He's that's that's what we brought him in to be. Yeah. And so uh, that that would be his primary uh, primary role to be the pass rush guy. But, you know, we, we still need a little weight, you know, when they run the football. Yeah. So we can't, we can't have two guys out there, uh, uh, thin him and, and Frank Clark. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. No, I uh, will say with the Chris Jones uh, thing. I mean, I, obviously I, I don't want Chris taking many breaks just based on our, our other DT situation. I, I don't want Chris taking many breaks from that, on that interior. Um, but we'll say uh, the, the report so far out of mini camp, uh, he, he looks apparently he looks very um, not slim, but apparently he's been taking care of his body. So we, whatever you want to take, I mean that there, there has been in, in the past, he's kind of been a little heavier, but apparently he, he's taking care of himself big time this off season. He looks, looks pretty you know, good. Oh, you're talking Chris about Chris? Jones. Oh, Chris Jones. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Shoot, he, <laughs> shoot, you see that <laughs> Aaron Donald money? He like, hey, <laughs> uh huh, yep. You never run here. He probably he probably knew it was coming after he heard it that the, the Donald retirement talks. He's like, okay, he's saying that he's gonna get he's gonna get paid. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in my tip top shape by the time the fall comes around. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So you got to put a, a piece of paper of the, of the contract up. How much did Aaron Donald sign? Put that right up there every time I wake up. Yep. <laughs> I need to see. Um, but we mentioned uh, Frank Clark. Um, Carl Loftus is opposite end to edge. Um, so yesterday was day one, or, or Wednesday now. So uh, Tuesday was day one of um, mandatory minicamp. And that we saw that Frank Clark wasn't there. A lot of people were kind of suspicious as to why he wasn't there. Um, but we found out that he's um, he's been excused for the whole entirety of uh, mandatory minicamp. Um, he's welcoming a, a baby. He's got a baby on the way. So congratulations, yeah. Frank Clark. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I got to say, is one thing before we knew why he was excused, and this is something we've talked about on the show, so a need for an edge. Now, when we didn't know why he was excused, everyone was like, oh, I wonder why Frank, Frank's not there. Um, and for me, just like looking at it, Actually, when I was thinking of uh, topics for the show, I was like, wow, I mean, this honestly, if Frank's out for whatever, however long, you know, we find out that, you know, he's, it's got a baby on the way. It's, it's good news. But for the fact that, like, for whatever reason, it's NFL, guys miss games. If Frank Clark misses a game, I mean, it's like we're going to have Carl Loft as a rookie is our, 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 our main edge guy. We're going to have, you know, we have we have a lot of young guys in the room, but we don't know unproven guys. But, like, that's kind of scary. And, and seeing that, it's like, wow, I mean, what, what, what are we what, – what are we going to do? I mean, we need to bring in another edge guy. We thought we we're going to have Ingram. We didn't get Ingram. And now, if you're the front office and you're seeing this, right, uh, Clark's not there, 
are you, I mean, I, mean, I know what you would do, but like how it kind of highlights not having another edge guy and how big of a deal it is, is it that we, that we should be going to get another edge guy before, before uh, training camp starts. For the fact that if Clark were to go down, we got Carl Loftus and, you know, uh, Mike Dana or Kane Doe I mean, or a hodgepodge of guys, you could fill that other edge role. I mean, don't you want to bring in a, a, a veteran edge just so we were never relying on an unproven guy to come in? I mean, I don't know. The NFL's got so many unproven guys that yeah. you're going to have to see these guys play at some point. But, you know, Robert Quinn is holding out of uh, – uh, he didn't attend Bears minicamp, um, and he's holding out. He wants he, he wants out. Uh, that's a name that we've uh, spat around uh, on the show before. JPP, we talked about Carlos Dunlap's out there still. What do you think is going on in that room? And would you be, I mean, knowing, you know, Clark was out, would you be taking more of a kind of more keen eye on a possible another edge? I mean, wh- wh- what do you think about the situation? Because I, I feel like that situation is just such a big deal, having another edge guy. Look, I, I think the Chiefs have a, a contingency plan. And I think they've talked to a couple guys out there and the guys were saying, look, I'll come to training camp, right? I'll sign and I'll see what you're going to do, see how y'all feel. But right now I'm going to do my own workout. I'm, you know, veteran guys, you know, for the one-year deal, I think that's probably what they're, they've been talking to them. And so Frank being out, I don't think they're really panicking. Uh, if we get to training camp and we don't see nobody being signed in or, you know, bringing a face, yeah, I'm now starting to panic. You know, I start getting before you know preseason that week or two before preseason. Hey man, what's going on? You know, if, if Frank gonna be the guy, because and the thing is, because I haven't really heard any grumblings about anybody else. Have you? No. As far as you know, talking about defensive end, like oh, this guy looks spectacular. You know, uh, he was you know in, 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 immensely in, in better than this guy, and I I don't I don't hear any of that. I don't hear any of that talk. So if it has, then I'm sorry, I missed it. I don't know. And if you're doing well out there as a defensive man or, hey, man, my fault. I just, I haven't heard it. But uh, I think, you know, they're thinking, you know, Frank definitely is going to be here. Uh, uh, George is going to be a guy that's going to be able to give a lot. Uh, But like I said, I I still think you need a guy. I I still think you need that depth. And so, like you said, we got young guys, unproven guys. Uh, it could be scary. It could be scary, especially not seeing the progress that you that you you know you assume guys should be making, especially during this time. And so, especially at the defensive end, we got to see flashes coming from you. I don't care. It's got to be a flash here and there. Uh, I need to start listening to the D line coach and see what he's talking about and see what's going on. Uh, but I think they cemented, like you said, with the with the linebackers and secondary. But t- that look. That doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't have a pass rush to give pressure or to stop the run. I mean, that's the whole reason the guys are effective, you know, that, you know, the second, you know, tier in those layers. But I don't know, man. I think I think Frank, him being out, uh, this deal is letting the young guys get opportunity to show what they can do even more. And so I think right now they're just going to be cutting the weeds down. They're just taking notes. Okay. He showed this. He showed that. How's he going to do being a starter when he comes in, right? Mm. And so if they're not really seeing anything, believe me, they're on the phone. Yeah. And if they're not, they better be. Okay. But I, I know, I know they, you know, they they definitely um, you know, are pretty detailed as far as what they're going to do. Like I said, they're gonna have a contingency plan in, in, in order. 
if everything doesn't work out and if they're not getting that like what they want from those guys, shoot, mm-hmm. start making some phone calls. Yeah, and I bring up Robert Quinn as as a potential guy. You know, it's a, it's a veteran edge rusher. Is, yeah, uh, Ryan Poles, the Bears GM, worked for the Chiefs for 13 years, so there could be some kind of you know. Uh, Scratch my back, you scratch my, uh, you, I'll scratch your back, kind of thing with the deal. But you brought up a good point, though. Um, as as a as a former player, you, you talk about, you know, you know, there's a contingency plan. Veterans may not want to come now. They'll work with their, they'll work out with their own people yeah. until you know the summer comes. You know, the, the legit part of summer, training camp and preseason. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, how big of a deal is that for veteran guys? Where like, you know, they want their time off. They they, they want to kind of not time off, but they want to kind of be away until that what why is that a thing for a lot of veteran guys they'll, they'll wait to sign their one-year deal i think part of it is just kind of the monotony of doing things for a long time if you've if you've been going to training camps and been in you know weight rooms and you know meeting rooms going over the same stuff you know we're going you're going to teach a guy about four three three four you're like oh man that guy's like Shh. you know he's sitting over red like man i could be in turks and caicos right now you know <laughs> Having me some on, on, on the beach. But I, I think it's part of it. Part of it is like if they have, have afford you that luxury, hey, by all means take it. Mm-hmm. By all means take it. Uh I, I actually had shoot, I had I had you know, kind of, you know, my own druthers itself. Like when I left from the Chiefs, uh, you know, I had a team that called me and they was just like, look, we shoot, you can make a decision by training cap. We fine with that, Jason. I ain't got no problem with it. So they allow me to, you know, make a decision, you know, hey, hey, don't worry about it. Be good. We know what you can do. We already know that. No problem. So we wait on you. If you want to, if you want to do it, it's here for you. And so, hey, almost, she waited almost two years for me, you know, just to see it. I was just like, hey, man, I think I'm good. All right. So, so yeah, that's important. That's important for guys. Absolutely. How much of that is, is as far as money, right? Like is. For example, we we want you, and we said we can wait. We we'll let you wait till uh, uh, training camp, and we we're talking about one year deal, a two million dollar deal. But like, I, I guess my whole thing. Let, let's say JPP is our guy, right? That's the guy yeah. we want, and mm-hmm. we're like, we're gonna let you wait till training camp to do that. Are you as as you know as a GM? Aren't I kind of scared that another team will come in and offer JPP a, a better deal? I mean, is, is that kind of risk you're taking by letting a player uh, take that time to? Uh, uh, you could, but but we know we know Spags got a rapport with JPP, right? Mm-hmm. And so if he's telling Spags like, "Hey man, look, I I got you," right? And maybe other teams hadn't really been you know ringing his you know calling him his phone's mm-hmm. ringing from other teams. He's like, hey, look, I'm, 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 if I want to go somewhere, I'm not going to a team that is losing. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go to a team that's going to be a contender for the Super Bowl every single year. And so if I know this team is right up there in the upper echelons with the Chiefs are, that's, that's the deal I'm going to take, right? <clears throat> so I, I think, you know, even if a guy like JPP gets signed, let's just say they do, okay? He's not going to be the only – you know, card in, 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 in the hand in the deck, he's not right. right? So he's they They're going to have other guys that they're probably knocking on doors, you know, and just kind of, you know, shaking the trees to see where guys are at. Mm. So I'm sure they got at least a list about four or five guys. That's just, that's, that's, that's part of the NFL. Yeah. And so if you could put a finger on a guy and be like, Hey, you just let you know, you don't have to come here for any of this. You're not going to get a, you know, workout bonus. 
look for you during the summer. I let you think about it. Okay. You let us know. And we got, we got your number on speed dial. We need it. Mm. Guys are like, man, cool. I got you. All right. It happens. Uh, it happens a lot. Yeah. No, I, I bet that's, that's why you usually see a little flurry of signings right before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, the worst thing you could possibly do as a veteran guy is go in during uh, mini camps and OTAs and somebody hits your knee or your foot or something, you know, who's trying to make the roster. You're like, hey, man, you know, now all of a sudden you, you're done. Yeah. Right? Hey, you don't want to deal with that. Mm. You don't want to deal with that. You ain't no spring chicken. You ain't no new guy coming in. Have to run gases, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, uh, Robert Quinn, though, trade a fourth-round pick for him? No. Would you rather sign one of the guys who's available instead of having to trade an asset for, for Robert Quinn? So, so Robert Quinn deal. So you tell me how, how is, what's going on with them. So is he seeking like uh what a long-term deal? What, what's the deal with him? I, I don't know. He's just unhappy in Chicago. I think that, that, that that's kind of what, what I, what I've read. That's I can definitely read. see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Sure. When you're getting up there in years, maybe that's, you know, you want, you want to win. Um, but he's unhappy with the situation there uh, at the draft. Um, they were looking for anywhere from a third three to, to five for him. Um, now that's post draft is still obviously unhappy there. Um, he's holding out of a mini camp. I mean, I, I'm assuming that the price is around the same, I guess, uh, anywhere from a third to a fifth round pick for him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's all about preference, right? Do are you, would you rather trade an asset for uh, Robert Quinn or do you not think that JPP and Carlos Dunlap are that much, you know, below him or beneath him? But Quinn, you know, he had a, what, it's like a, like, 15 plus sacks last year. So, I mean, he had a monster season. Yeah, he, he did. He had a monster season. I mean, would love to have him. No doubt about it. You know, but they thought he was dead in the water a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right. He became, you know, got a little bit of, I don't know, Chicago juice, or whatever. He hit the, hit the lake out there and revamped his, uh, his career. So if he's unhappy, which I don't think, you know, Chicago ain't going nowhere anytime soon, man, as far as they're not in the playoffs. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Bears fans, but you know, uh, yeah. I mean, if that's compensation, if that's what it's going to be, fourth round pick, I'd give that up for him, of course. I think, we, and I think we're going to have a lot of comp picks this year, so and you can trade comp picks now. So yeah, yeah, right. Why not? Um, oh, and uh, going back to the last segment, uh, uh, what's his name? So Corey Coleman was a first round pick. Josh Gordon was a supplemental draft guy, but he probably would have been a first round pick. Oh, that's right. That's he right. Stayed, he stayed that's right. In, uh, in a good standing. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this, um, with the, uh, the, the edge, uh, pickup. Cause I know, you know, uh, what you said, the, the dates to be looking at would be what, uh, what second, first week of August, that's the kind of date you'd be looking at like that, that time period for these guys to come in. Uh, let's see what, 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 what's the date of training camp? When's the start training camp date? I thought it was like August 12th or something, uh, training camp. That's to be probably at the end of July, first end of, of July, August. Yep, yep. Uh, it says yeah, training camp TBD uh, July though. Yeah, it's usually yeah end of July. I was gonna say. Yeah. So yeah, probably that that you know, end of, end of July, probably first week of August. You know, because you just want a guy to start getting 
getting reps in, getting familiar with the team and his teammates and all those different things. That's when you start seeing guys sign. You start signing a little bit before training camp. So uh, hopefully, usually, they're getting ready to come in right at training camp. So I use the works. So. so around that time, so late, late July is where you kind of want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, man, probably the, shoot, the first day, get a guy in there, you know, just so you can get acclimated with everybody. Mm. You know, you get to hear all the, all the speeches and the coaches and, all, you know, you get to, you know, <clears throat> you get to be involved in all those different things, all those aspects of, uh, you know, the football field, the meeting rooms and the team. So, yeah. Do you think that Clark not being there for this mandatory minicamp is giving these guys more perspective on like, yeah, we do need another edge. Like it can go either one way or the other, right? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. So, yeah. uh, like I said, it gives everybody more opportunity, but it, that's, it does put things in perspective, right? Yep. It's like, shoot, man. You, know, I, I, I. <laughs> you see it in you see it in coaches' faces too. You know, when you yeah. see disappointment and cursing and you know, pulling their hair out, and oh man, and oh, they they look, if you're not performing, them jokers will let you have it. Believe me, they'll let everybody know. And maybe they, if they're not doing that on the field, meeting room. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hey man, what, what, what'd you what'd you play at? What you what, this ain't gonna work? I don't know where you played at before, but this ain't it. This ain't happening. This will get you cut. Matter of fact, you get me out of a job. And I tell you what, uh, they cut you, they be ready to get rid of me. They get rid of me, I'm definitely gonna get rid of you. <laughs> Try to tell you, man. We hey, it's it's funny because I just remember all type of meetings and things and sayings that coaches have. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Uh I remember uh, Jimmy Ray. Jimmy Ray uh used to say, he said, Look, if they get rid of me, I'm gonna take some of y'all with me. I'm gonna let y'all know, I'm gonna take some of y'all with me. <laughs> I was just like, Dad, God, he, he, he for real. <laughs> he ain't gonna be the only one casualty of war on this one. That's he, funny. Yeah. Well, I remember that there was that uh kind of the opposite of that was uh was when Gunther left Kansas City the last time and went to Detroit, and um, he got fined for uh, tampering, and because uh, he made he made a comment because they asked him about picking up Chief players, and he made a comment like they keep dropping them, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep picking them up, and then like they ended up, they ended up getting fined. I think they got taken out, like, a draft pick away for for uh, for tampering. It was a fourth round or something like that. Really? Because Gunther made that comment. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Um. Uh, so uh, la- last uh, topic tonight, this is something that like, you know, with mandatory minicamp, you're seeing a lot of uh, highlights being posted of, of you know, rookies, guys we haven't seen uh, yet. So uh, Sky Moore making one-handed catches, uh, you know, kind of what we saw in OTAs with the Justin Ross catch. But going into the season, um, we because we have so many, I, we're, cause we had so many picks this year and we're kind of relying on a lot of our young guys this year. I think we, we will, you know, between McDuffie, uh, Chanel, uh, Carl Loftus, uh, Sky Moore, um, even Brian Cook, I think, is going to get a lot of playing time in the safety position, um, and possibly Kennard at right tackle. So there's just so many guys who are going to have a role, significant roles in a, on, a, on a team that's been to the AC Championship game four years in a row, which I think is crazy. But who, what rookie? If you, as of right now, this is super early before training camp. What rookie do you think is going to have the biggest impact uh, mm. going into the season? Right, if you could just pick one. Ooh. Oh man, it's a good question. Uh. I'm going to say uh, Kalaftis just because of his position. 
I mean, because we need him so much. I, we, we just do. We, we need him uh, to be uh, stellar, tough, you know, the high motor guy. So we need for him to be the guy. Uh, I think McDuffie's going to be play lights out ball. I really do. I think he's going to be he's going to do extremely well out there. I think uh, Sky Moore is going to do extremely well on his his end offensively. I don't know how many he's going to be learning the offense. I think he's he his is going to be more kind of a he's not kind of the primary role. He's going to just going to work in role, you know, just kind of getting familiar with everything mm-hmm. and his timing. You know, he's now he should he with the whole hamstring pull too. I mean, he's already behind, uh, but you know, you get mental reps. Uh, and I think maybe Kennard, Kennard, if he's if you know if he beats all the other guys out playing right tackle. Uh, I think he'll, he'll be fine, you know, as well. But I, I'm looking for, you know, Kolofkis because that's 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 the guy that we needed more than anything else. To me, our need was defensive end, okay? And so I think he's going to be the guy. And then McDuffie. So I think them one, two, it's going to be fine. Now, look, because McDuffie's job is going to be predicated off <laughs> what, what Kolofkis does. I mean, it's for real. That's like, <laughs> So you better need to go over there, knock on it. Hey man, hey, get after the get after the quarterback, please. Okay, you ain't gonna leave me out here with all these guys running around. Don't do that. So we gonna we're gonna have to have a. There's gonna be a whole lot of wide receivers come through Arrowhead. We're going to go see some. Yeah, we, we seeing some of the best in 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 the league right now, mm-hmm. without a doubt. So, whoo, it's gonna be a long day for the the, the secondary. Yeah. If we're not getting back there, if we have, and if we have no uh, depth at a pass rush, um, right. shoot, they talking about uh, Tyreek talking about, oh, uh, you gonna have a long day, Patrick? No, 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 mm. no, sir, they ain't gonna have a long day. Uh-huh. It's gonna be a secondary. We ain't got no pass rush. It's gonna have a long day. Yeah, and I think you're right that uh, Sky Moore because I think a lot, a lot of Chief fans are so excited about Sky Moore and yeah. they think he's gonna, you know, they think he's gonna be the breakout rookie, and he very well might. Uh, but I just think what you, what you said, we're talking about impact. Karloftis is going to be the, the starting edge right away. Sky Moore has like four other uh, receivers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Six, you could say six other receivers that, that, that could, you know, could be getting uh, more touches than him. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah he's a four fiddle. Yeah. We got MVS, you got Juju, you got uh, uh, Hardman. Yeah. Then it might be Sky. So that that's how it's going to work. That's, that's, you know, the rotation. That's the hierarchy. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, it's 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 cool though because we have so many guys who like who could you know who could make it. We didn't we didn't mention uh, Chanel, uh, and I think Chanel is going to be. Uh, you see his uh, they you know they they take pictures of all the rookie guys. They took a picture of him and he looked. I mean, he was a he's stout stacked guy coming out of college, but he yeah, looks he's, like a mean yeah. dude's thick. I mean, his bicep was huge. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, he that joke is ripped anyway. Shoot, I, 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 hey, look. And they might use him as a, pre- a pass rusher exactly. off the edge, right? Yeah. So he's he's a guy that, would, without a doubt, they could use and say, look, we could put him in yeah. if we need to at uh, this position. So yeah. uh, now I, I, I think I think he'll he'll be a pleasant surprise, man. I think he will. Especially, uh, I think you'll see him making plays on special teams and out there on the field. You're like, wow, yeah, God, we got to steal with this guy, you know, getting him when we did. You know, and he is. He man, he's he's a good football player. He's a good football player. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll be all over the field, um, based on what everyone's talking about. I mean, and basically, yes, so he's in college, he's all over the field, and he's oh yeah, 
like, I think he ran like a four, four high four, four, or something like that. So, I think so. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our linebackers were athletic as heck between uh, Bolton and uh, Gay and him. Uh, the, right. What they will say, so yesterday, um, McDuffie and Josh Williams, uh, two of our corners that we drafted, both uh, exited minicamp early. Went uh, they went uh, exited with a trainer. So um, they and they and I don't think either one of them practiced today for the second minicamp day. So um, okay, hopefully it's Maybe. nothing. No, yeah, shoot, little Nick. Well, soft Probably tissue. Him. Yeah, man. Hey, look, look, it's early. Ain't no sense, you know, doing nothing stupid. We don't, we don't need you today. We need you, okay, September, in yeah. September. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, yeah. I learned that a long time ago. You ain't, you ain't winning no battles out here right now. Yeah. We need you during September. We we drafted you. That's when we need you. Okay, yeah. you show up then. Yeah, especially as a first round pick. Do you I mean not that you don't have to earn a spot? Everyone's got to earn a spot, but first round picks you get a little more leeway, especially with McDuffie, Josh Williams. That one, I think that's that, that's one where he's probably you know he he's, he's fighting for a spot essentially to stay on that team. You know what if what fifth four, fifth round pick he was, so oh yeah um, yeah yeah oh definitely yeah yeah you ain't gonna keep riding driving a car with bad brakes uh-uh. so go at for, for a while so you know, won't keep doing that man. <laughs> Take your time. You he, he can go he look as long as he's right for training camp. Cool. Yeah. About a, about a month and a half, so he's got, he's got time to get whatever. Got whatever the, I, I didn't see what the injury was, but whatever it was. Um, yeah. But all right, fellas, well, that does it for us. Thanks for everybody for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week, and I promise that we will not have a Tyreek Hill podcast comment unless he's bringing up uh, some of our guys, and we, we gotta we gotta discuss it. So <laughs> talk about whatever, man. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. <laughs> JD, yeah, we, we can throw anything at JD. JD, we'll, we'll, we'll take it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, everyone, we hope everyone has a good weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.